got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Ricky. Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> you already know. To you. <laughs> yeah, son. Dead how you live. All day. You. All day. Oh, <laughs> uh, it just gets better and better every week. Does it now? I I think it does. <laughs> another week, another episode. Oh, yes, indeedy, my friend. Yes, indeedy. Um, how you doing, man? I'm chilling, my brother. I'm chilling. <laughs> um, doing good. We here. We yeah, here. yeah. We have a we have a a friend of the show, a special, prestigious, prestigious, yes, prestigious, <laughs> prestigious. <laughs> Don't patronize me. Mm. Um. I mean, our local attorney at law. I'm not local. I'm not Barney. She's, 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 she's from the great state of Washington, D.C. The, the district. 51st, maybe. Oh, oh man. We decide that we deserve a voice. <laughs> we, got a, we got Emily in the house. What up, Em? Hello, hello. Oh, you know what? That's what I forgot. I'm messing up. I'm always <laughs> messing this part up. You know that? Oh my goodness! I'm always that? messing this part up. No, nothing, nothing. Go ahead, Ross. You, you guys, uh, you guys, uh, you know, uh, uh, talk amongst yourselves, real quick. Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> this guy, so funny. So, anyways, Emily, what you been up to? How you been? Uh, I've been good, working, you know, hanging out, waiting for these mask mandates to end. So, you know, vaccinated. I'm happy about that. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Now, now, vaccinated. That's a wonderful thing. When did you get vaccinated? Uh, yeah. 20, 21 days ago. 21 days ago. All right. Three weeks. Day, three weeks. So I'm officially out of the uh, blood clot window. <laughs> okay. 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 I like oh, it. I like that's it. right. You got the Johnson and Johnson. I did. I wanted yeah. a one and done. I don't like needles. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I got the one. I got the one shot. One shot myself. I got the Johnson and Johnson as well. So everybody, shout out to you on that one. Everybody was uh everybody was freaking out about it because of the blood clot thing. But then, if you do a little research, uh, you realize like uh, I mean for for women anyways, um, like birth control has more of a risk of giving yeah. You blood birth clot control too. is like one in one thousand people versus. J and J, which is like one in a million. That I will say the difference is the blood clot from J and J needs to be treated differently than most other normal blood clots. And so I do understand the pause insofar as letting the doctors know how to treat it. Um, but yeah, I had so many people texting me the next day, like, did you see the New York Times? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine. Like, I'm not that special. <laughs> I'm not the one in a million. I can tell you that much. You're a G. Well, uh, like I was saying earlier, we wanted to welcome our prestigious and special guest tonight. Prestigious Emily. <laughs> e money bags. So here's here it is. E money bags. Um, 
we've kind of we kind of <laughs> we kind of switched. We kind of did do things a little different. Um, I'm so gonna call you e money bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's it, e money bags. So what we're gonna do right now, what we like to ask our guests is to give us a wow or a pow of your week. And so um, wow would be something that was great, something that went. That was, you know, impressive. Something that you actually liked, and then a pal would be something that wasn't that great. Ugh, no one prepped me for this. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole point. I don't. I. Uh... I'll tell you what. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you a little grace. I'll give you a little leeway. I'll go ahead and and ask our uh, Mr. Saul over here what his wows and pals were, and then I'll go ahead and tell you my wows and pals. That way, you'll get an idea of how we do it. And then maybe, Fantastic. just maybe, you won't be caught so off guard. Okay, but it would be really <laughs> upsetting if you take my pal. So, you know, continue. Let's see. Let's see. You know what? I'm not even going to front because <laughs> the New York Knicks have won eight in a row, bitches. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, boy. This is just. See, the, he's been I'm, waiting for this for 20 years. Yo, so, well, let the man live. Let the man live. I'll, I'll give him that. I'll give him that. For, for like seven, all right? I mean, eight or nine years, all right? We were <laughs> second place back in 2012. All right, it wasn't that long ago. But boy, I'll tell you what. It feels good to have these homegrown players. And, uh, you know, like like the, the kind of season Julius Randle is having, you can make a case for him, you know, honest to God, being the MVP this year. Besides, if Jokic wasn't playing, you know, the way he's playing, and Joel Embiid, I, I love Joel Embiid, but, you know, he's missed, like, half the season. So, I, I don't know. You tell me. You got a, you got a team that missed the playoffs the last, like, eight years, and now they're fourth in the East uh, with home court advantage if the playoffs started today. And, I mean, Ooh. we're going for nine in a row tomorrow. So, they're yeah. fourth. Does that, mean, does that mean the Knicks are back? I mean, I don't know, but uh, I, I might say that the Knicks are back. You know what I'm saying? I might say that uh, – that something like that might be uh might be possible. Get your get your get your Chris Charles jerseys ready. You know, <laughs> Chris <laughs> Child. Yo, R.I.P. Kobe got that two piece from Chris Child. Mm, the two piece combo. <laughs> um, and let me see, man. If I had a pal, uh, you know, I. I we're gonna. I guess we're gonna talk about them because because uh, the pals are just like some horrible ass pals. Uh, you know the young lady that got shot. I guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like trying to defend herself from the bullies, but then mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. the knife was in her hand, and I don't know. I I didn't see the video. I just saw like you know they show you that still shot, whatever. I to me that's always a pal because it's like. I, 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 you know, I, I don't, I don't know. It's just too much. A sixteen-year-old girl getting shot. I don't know how many times. And then, and then the, I, I guess maybe to more be more specific about my pals, it was probably the reaction that I see uh, online that everybody is just all of a sudden uh, like some expert on a <laughs> on a situation like that. I mean, I, I don't know, or, or or just like just just baiting questions, just baiting the whole. The whole situation is just a it's just a horrible pal for me. Mm. Anyways, that was that that's pretty much it. I guess that's all I got. That's all I got. Word, word. Well, I have um I have two wows. Uh oh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What wow. a week. 
what a week. But actually, it, it there are two wows that occurred today. Um, the first one is is that I was I was going through uh, I get these updates on my phone, and I got an update that this guy, this NFL player named Orlando Brown Jr. got traded. Now, I don't really care for Orlando Brown Jr., but as soon as I saw the name, I was reminded of his father, Orlando Brown Sr., who at one point in his career played for the Cleveland Browns, and a referee threw a penalty. <laughs> And it hit him in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> and the melee that ensued, like my man straight up mauled down the ref. But that's not even the funniest part, although it's not that funny. But it is funny that the next time we see him, he's got like this crazy contraption over his eye. So anytime I see that man's name, whether it's junior or senior, I, I just am reminded of that event. And I think that happened like, well, no, I don't think it happened 20 years ago. It definitely happened 20 years ago. And so um, the fact that his son got traded, I saw the name and I was just like, oh, man, I just remember when that happened. So that was the wild number one. Uh, <laughs> wild number two happened actually pretty late in the week. Like I said, I was today. So full disclosure, I didn't get a chance to talk with uh, my co-host today before we started the show. So if we're all over the place, it's my fault. We had a bingo night at my son's school. It was a PTO bingo night. And, um, yeah. What's that? Like, I, I, I just had fun. It was just fun. Like, you got your card. Oh. Did, you, did you win? I did. Oh, oh, we won. We won, we won uh, four prizes. Okay. So. Did you jump up and yell bingo? Um, I didn't jump up, but I definitely yelled bingo. <laughs> you know, they had it all set up. Um, it was socially distanced. And so we had our own table, table number 14. And table number 14 was jumping. I was trash talking to his teachers. It was just bad. <laughs> but it was so much fun. It was so much fun. So that's, so bingo is, 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 it was a wow. As far as the pals, yeah, it was definitely, um, reading about Makia Bryant that Saul was mentioning earlier. And it wasn't just reading about her. It was reading about her and the when we found out about her. And also the fact that, and it's just, it just hit me when, when people read about someone getting gunned down by the police, the first question that they ask is, well, what did they do? And then it's like, yo, I don't know that it matters in the moment exactly what she may or may not have done. We're talking about a 16-year-old girl. So let's 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 allow others to kind of try and process that before we try to get into the consequentials of why she should have died. Because I don't know that there's any world where a 16-year-old should die at 16. So those are my wiles and pals. With that said... Spotlights on you, M. Uh, okay. So, okay. So I guess my wow would be that the House finally voted to make D.C. a state. Uh, my mom texted me and was like, congrats. And I was like, about what? <laughs> She's like, you're a state now. I was like, no, we're not. <laughs> so now it heads to the Senate. It'll probably die there. But oh, yeah, yeah. it's still big progress that we even got a vote in the first place. 
and we should have representation. We pay more taxes per capita than most other states, including freeloading welfare state Florida. Uh, <laughs> or is that, that statement, even though it's true? And, uh, you know, we've got more residents here than Wyoming and other states. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, I guess my pal to be different is probably the Supreme Court ruling that uh, frat boy Brett wrote yesterday about juvenile life without parole. Beer uh, Kavanaugh at it again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a really nerdy opinion. If you wanna, if you wanna parse through it, maybe we'll talk about it later. But uh, it's uh, not good. <laughs> it's a pow. So. Mm. It's a pow. It's definitely one of these bad boys. Okay, so if you thought you were caught off guard by the wows and pals, Emily, (laughs) are you ready for the Sinister Six? Nope. (laughs) So Sinister Six is pretty simple. It's six questions real quick, just so our listeners can get an idea of who you are just based on the answers that you give to those questions. Oh, great. So, um, who wrote I'm gonna hit these you. questions? I'm going to hit you right now. Don't worry about who wrote the questions. Emily. Yeah, yeah. yeah, why ask so many questions? We ask the questions around here. Hit it, Ross. That's, that's right. So, number one question is Bigger Pac. Biggie. Mm, I like it. I like that. Um, what shows are you streaming right now? Or just okay. name one show. Okay. So... Um... <laughs> Okay, so COVID has made me dug deep into the shows that I probably never would have watched previously. So I'm currently on season six of Lost, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I am on season three or four of Shameless. And I'm rewatching Colony, but it's not good for me because it makes me want to like have a real legit bug out bag. So, you know. That's what I'm doing. And I'm, oh, and I'm always, okay, I, I'm the biggest Office fan ever, and it really pains me that it's on Peacock now, because that app sucks. I love uh, that app. No, that app sucks. It what? is the buggiest app ever. I hate wow. it. It works perfect on my Xbox. No, <laughs> it does not. <laughs> I haven't seen your Xbox, but I'm telling you it does not. I hate it. Um. So my new thing to binge at night when I go to sleep is Veep. Veep? Yeah. Nice. Veep is hilarious. Actually. I it's so it's I think it's actually like really underrated. It is. It is. So yeah, that's that's what I've been binging recently. Okay. Um, what song is played the most on your playlist? Oh, I have no idea. It's, what do you think it is? I, I have no idea. It's probably like some. I like this uh, playlist on Spotify called Chill Step <laughs> because mm-hmm. my neighbor next to me, our walls are too thin, and she clearly plays the same video game every fucking day. And the Chill Step noise, like, enough, like, drowns it out so that I can work. That's probably one of those. Or maybe, or maybe Lizzo. <laughs> Dogs or cats? Do- uh, well... Dogs, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hot or cold? Cold. Mm. I can't be hot. I, mm. I, I fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> Beer or cocktail? Cocktail. 
Congratulations, you survived the Sinister Six. Oh, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. How do you lose that? I don't think you can lose that. Yeah, I mean, that hard. If the if if the if the listening ears aren't satisfied with your answers, well, I don't really care. <laughs> dang. <laughs> Emily has zero fucks to give. Bro, she don't care. Yeah. She's yeah. an attorney. She's like, hey. uh, well, <laughs> there's this new show on uh, on Adult Swim. I don't, and I know Ross. You know Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Oh, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. But anyway, mm-hmm. so now it's a bird girl, attorney at law. Oh, <laughs> it's the only thing I know about bird law is from Charlie Day on It's Always Sunny. <laughs> he is, he's the best bird law lawyer I've, uh, yeah. I've ever seen. Yes, he's on top of his bird law game. No, <laughs> but this is uh, this is completely different. Um, there actually are bird law attorneys. I have uh, my best friend is a bird law attorney. What? She has uh, filed cases about herons. She's filed. She's listen. She's a bird law attorney for real. <laughs> <laughs> it really does exist. <laughs> well, now that everyone knows that, that's kind of fly. Yeah, it's weird as hell. <laughs> that's kind of fly because you know how people always ask you what you do for a living. Yeah. 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 You, you walk into a room on behalf of birds. Uh, wild mice uh wolves at one point in time she was representing wild horses and she says that the wild horses are the most like the people that support wild horses are the craziest of the crazy animal people um oh, see that. but yeah there's all there you know bird law is real the mm. fact that it's wild horses, feel me? Like I don't even know that there are. I didn't even know that there were undomesticated horses out there. Oh yeah, uh, there's a state park in Maryland that you can go. It's on the beach, and you can go camp there. And there are wild horses on the beach. Shit. Yeah, Miss yeah that's scary. That. Wild horses are. You feel me? Miss me with that? Nah, I I'm saw spirit. I'm not trying to get kicked in the chest by a horse or something. Yeah. Well, you stay away from them, I think, Mm because the idea. Yeah, I don't know about all that. That's wild. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know about no wild horses and bird law. Um, (laughs) Anyways. uh, Oh, our hate line review. I almost forgot about this, and I didn't want to forget, because we do have some illustrious messages uh, coming in each week. And And they um, hate you? No, not a, not 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 they hate us. It's uh something that they usually have some sort of a gripe. Yeah, they gripe talk about they talk about shit that they hate. Yeah. So um, I know uh, we had our our last two on our on our last episode. Um, we had one of our anonymous callers call in, and he said that he hated uh, people speaking on the speakerphone in public. Yo, I I I I uh, I find that to be very entertaining, actually. So I can't say that I hate it. I, can't oh, I, I hate it. it. I agree with him. Yeah, I think it's probably one of the worst things on the planet you could ever do. I uh, so I mean, I I told my my mom does this, and uh, I was like, Ma, you you can't uh, you can't put your phone on speaker phone and super loud and like walk around the store. You know, she's like walking around Ross or like you know Publix or whatever, and like my sister calls her, and it's like, Mom. Hold the phone the regular way. Nobody else wants to hear about your, 
you know, whatever you guys are going to have for dinner later or whatever conversation is happening or whatever it is. Like, nobody wants to hear about that. It's a, uh, it's like that commercial. What is it about? Like you becoming your parents? Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's Geico. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just like that. And it's the craziest thing. Cause I'm like, well, I mean, she's my mom, but it's like, do not put the phone on speakerphone. People don't want to hear anything that you're doing. Now there's only one exception. And there's an exception. There's an exception. I feel like the, the only exception to this is if you're having an argument with somebody, you can put it on speakerphone. We want to hear both sides. <laughs> no, I want to hear. I want to hear both sides. I want. I want to hear who's right and who's wrong. If you're I arguing, I have a relationship with my like a partner myself because I don't want to argue. Yeah. I don't hear someone else's arguments. <laughs> I want to hear it on speakerphone every day as a divorce lawyer. <laughs> I hear about the shit they did six years ago that they never got over. Oh God, that I hear about people doing taxes and then have joint accounts and they've been divorced and then they're getting payments into this account and the one person doesn't want to give them their money and all sorts of nonsense. <laughs> I'm I, I, and I have to tell them, listen, I'm not a I, 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 like I, I you, you need to get legal help for that. There's nothing we can do on my end. <laughs> But uh, but I want to hear those arguments. That's the only reason. But yeah, no speakerphone in public. I mean, that's a big no-no. Everybody with cell phone etiquette should know that. Hopefully, so if you're hearing this and you're that kind of person that has a uh, your speaker phone out in public shopping, go to hell. No, live your life. <laughs> live your life. And then um, we had another uh, another anonymous caller. I'll leave a hate mail of hate message. And, uh, you know, he is uh, very upset about, I guess, like science deniers, huh? <laughs> that was kind of funny. He really went in on that one. Well, can you blame him? You know, you can control how do, how do you react to certain things. And if you got somebody who's an idiot about science, man, don't waste your time. Don't waste the time. However, I have to agree that we can only imagine how far we'd be or how better off we may be in this world if people in general just agreed to go ahead and listen to the scientists. I I saw something that I hate to say, but and I hate when people say, but I saw a meme. <laughs> <laughs> and the meme was like the meme basically said um those that those uh those sci-fi movies about some sort of natural disaster always start <laughs> with a scientist being being ignored by people and they were talking about the whole idea of global warming and how yes. 30 years ago apparently a scientist was like, yo, y'all need to stop doing this bullshit because uh, it's going to have some payback. And I say 30 years ago, but I think it was like even in the 80s. But obviously not enough people listen. And here we are today. We're, here we are today where like companies such as Volvo and Ford and all these are finally trying to put out electric cars. Yo, we've been talking about doing electric cars like. 20 years ago. And these Listen, I grew up on the Jetsons. I'm supposed to be in spaceships. You feel me? Yeah, tubes supposed to take me to the to the mall. And Also, it's the one-year anniversary of Trump suggesting that we inject bleach. So, 
Oh, there you go. You Speaking know. of science. Denial. You know what, though? He gave us the Space Force. So, I don't know. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I, I, I guess my thing is when it comes to science deniers or, or whatever it is, you know, like just not believing in data and facts. Is is this time this year round was with the uh, with COVID itself and, and and the vaccine? Just how many Facebook doctors uh, emerged all of a sudden, and how many people wanted to tell everyone that it's not a big deal? And here we are, five hundred and sixty thousand deaths later, just in this country alone. And it's probably more because uh, people lied about the uh, death rates. Uh, and I know Def Santis lied about the Florida numbers here because um, you just can't trust anybody that wears an ugly ass suit like that and has that kind of haircut. But um. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, that haircut is kind of played out for 2021, dude. He's he's played out his his fat little hands and his big his oversized jacket, and he looks all greasy and sweat. He looks um, sticky. He looks like he would like like he's sticky. You know what I mean? Like like a like a dirty lollipop. That's what he looks like. Like like, like a, a, like a baby lollipop, lollipop that fell in between the seat cushions or something. It's still like glossy, but it's like dirty. That's what he reminds me of. He reminds me of like the trailer park king. Mm. Like that's wow. that's like that, that that that's who he is to me. I hate that guy. So Emily, much. Your man is saying a lot. It's the truth though. I mean, he's a, talking about science denying. He's number one. You know what I mean? Like it, it's 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 incredible how people like that get to run a state. I also I would be interested to hear your thoughts. I saw Val Demings is considering a run. Oh god! And I was like, "Why her?" No, because she went viral. Apparently, like the or the the news, the local but news. But she down actually here, didn't. I know she so... didn't. The local news down here was just like, and it's funny because it's like the really old old reporters that are interviewing her, and they're like, "Oh, you know, you went viral. You went viral." And it's a signal. (laughs) No, she didn't go viral. All right. What are you talking about? It it doesn't even matter what they were even arguing about. Like, (laughs) you know, and and I know a lot of people. I just wish you had like real progressives as alternatives. Yeah. But you don't. (laughs) No. We're stuck with Val Demings and her husband, who's the mayor of Orange County. Yeah. They're, I'm I'm just so extremely disappointed in both of them. In just well, their, their entire I, don't think I'm a, I actually think that I'm I don't think I'm disappointed. I think I'm actually pleasantly surprised given their backgrounds. No, I'm I, I'm saying given their background that matters, they have done absolutely nothing. The the police brutality and and and, and like a police. Uh, like aggression and all that stuff. Like, I, I mean, was skyrocketing through the roof here in Orlando when they were both the police chiefs of the city and of the of the sheriffs. Yeah, the but like, I'm control. surprised they're not doubling down. What's that? I'm surprised they're not doubling down. I mean, it almost sounds like she was when she tried to go fake viral in that speech about the cops uh, putting their lives on the line and blah, blah, blah. More like cops taking people's lives. But, uh, Anyways, whatever. We're here. Science deniers suck. Val Demings, I'm sorry. You and your husband do a whole lot better, in my opinion, than everyone else that's uh, saying otherwise. They're just brown nosing a hundred percent. Just, just, just to brown nose. I don't know why, but people need to start telling. Uh, we, we need to start holding these people accountable for everything. Everybody. Anyways, Ross, where are we at? 
<laughs> I like how you do that. What do you mean, Roswell? I don't know. That. <laughs> you want to know my thoughts on... I started talking about Val. My fault. You want to know how I feel about Val Demings or what? Like her running for... for oh, well, yeah. Let, let me hear it. Let me hear it since we're on it right now. I have seriously no... Um, I, I, I'm I trying to find a word. I don't want to say numb, and I don't want to say stoic. Apathetic? There you go. Apathetic. I'm very apathetic when it comes to Val Demings. Now, I will say this much. The people that I know who live in her district love her. Hmm. They love Val Demings because she represents them very well. So with that said, I don't know how the rest of the state feels about her. Me, personally, whether she considers running against Rubio for a Senate seat or she decides to run against DeSantis. Now, is DeSantis going to run for re-election? Is he going to try to throw his hat in the ring for the presidency or vice presidency? I don't know. But if she, she runs against him, for the governor's seat, I I I take her over over him. Now Emily made a, a great statement saying we wish she wishes that we had real progressives. I do as well, but at the same token, um, I I definitely take her over over Rubio or DeSantis. Hell, Florida could definitely use a, a Democratic senator. That's for well, sure. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I'm I'm not arguing that. I just. It's- it just sucks because every time you try to make headway, it's got to be the most conservative, right? Like Thomas on the Supreme Court, super conservative. First woman on the Supreme Court, conservative. Like Kamala Harris, fucking prosecutor who has people in jail for like marijuana, right? Like it just it sucks that you can't make real big progress with somebody who's bold. No, yeah, we need we need need the new blood to rise, the new blood of the progressive movement. They they won't let them, that's the thing. I feel like they'll just, I mean, I'll be be 100% honest, I would love to see Anna Eskamani run for governor, but I and I hate that I'm even saying this. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's the problem, and it's like, but that that shouldn't be that shouldn't be an issue. Well, you get what no I'm saying? No one would appoint me governor either. and We like graduated the same year. <laughs> like, yeah, but it, that shouldn't I shouldn't be... be governor. No, that that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't think that age like that should have anything to do with. If 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 you if you are good enough to do the job, and you're already an elected official, and you know what you're doing, like, yes, please. Like, what 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 is the harm in having someone like her be governor of the state? The fact that what she's gonna move things progressively at like you know ten miles an hour as opposed to the five miles an hour that they're going at now, like give me a break. I do I, think like I think she's very. Both of the sisters are very interesting and talented, um, but I think it's like kind of the the digression between like. You know, Democrats a lot of times want somebody with experience versus the Republican outsider drain the swamp, blah, blah, blah. Like, there is something to be said for Anna having a few more years in the House and making those inroads with different members. Because, like, coalition building is is 
serious. <laughs> yes, I agree 110 percent. That's a good point. But I, I, I it, why? Why does it have to be that way? You get what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. That's my thing. My thing is fuck the game like that's fuck its rules. Obviously, they don't work for the majority of the people. Why are we still pretending to play this stupid game? You know, and, and I get why, but it's, you know, that's what we need to really be pressing. It's like, why? Why are we still doing the song and dance? Oh, give her a couple more years. Oh, she's got to make friends with everybody in D.C. Oh, she's got to do like, fuck everybody else. This is Florida. We need to do a lot more because we're one of the shittiest states in this nation, like in everything. And, and like ranked, you know, last and in, in, in everything that counts anyways. And, and it's just so pathetic that this, 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 this I don't know, this kind of, this, the way we think, you know, or the way, the way that uh, the rules are to this, the unwritten rules, the invisible rules to politics. First of all, Florida's not last in all the rankings. Not last in all the rankings. But C, 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 Mississippi, C, Alabama. Yeah. That's numero uno. That's numero uno. Numero dos. Yeah, I totally dig you in terms of like, well, why does it have to be that way? I'm with you 110%, but that's how it is. How can we go about changing the system? I really couldn't tell you. What I do know is that as far as the idea of making friends with everybody, yo, that shit still matters only because – how do you move the agenda forward if you can't move things through Congress, whether it's state or 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 national? So that's it. The yeah. the beauty the beauty of man uh, the beauty of the LBJ presidency is that LBJ was such an astute senator that when he became president, well, yeah, when he became president, because when he was VP, he he had no power whatsoever. But when he became president, that's how he was able to get these these civil rights bills passed because he knew how to maneuver through the goddamn Senate. And it's the same thing with Biden when he was, although it was a hard road to hoe, but he was able to get some of those key legislatures that legislations rather that the Obama administration was trying to get through just by his ability to move through the Senate because he had been there for so long. So that shit still matters. At the end of the day, it's it's still about relationships just as well. Being an old white man. Is that what you're sure. saying? Sure. Sure. Yeah, but but, but we're know, talking but, about Anna Eskamani. So yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I hundred percent agree with everything you're saying. And you know, but like I said, I, I just it's still stupid. That's the stupidest shit on the planet to me. Like, uh, you know, every, <laughs> it's the whole thing. Like, Hey, I, I came to do my job. I didn't come here to make friends. And I understand that, you know, the politics of everything, no pun intended, but, uh, it's still fucking stupid. Like shut the I fuck just, up. You know, I I'm here to do something that I need to do. Matters to some extent, right? Like, a lawyer my age walks into a, a courtroom and says something. A judge might take me at my word. But someone who's been practicing for 30 years and walks in and says, judge, this is a real problem in this case. The judge, like, listens, right? Like, Biden, ha- I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Biden. I didn't want to vote for him in the first place. We've all heard my opinions on him and Kamala. But, like, when he goes to another 
representative and says like this is a problem like we need to like he's got a reputational straight shooter sort of thing that is helpful to him I no go ahead Ross no I was just gonna say because she she mentioned that she didn't want to vote for him I was gonna say there's a book that I'm that I'm interested in getting called yesterday's man yesterday's man yeah oh I'm gonna yes Yesterday's man, the case against uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> That's the books. So I, I, I'm interested in getting it just so um, it, all it's going to do is just going to reaffirm my my stance against why he's not that great. But you know. he has a it's a four point four rating. Oh, is it now? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I might buy it. Boom. <laughs> I should get some get back. Whoever is the author, I, I need I need to get some of these coins, babe, because I just made a sale. No, oh, it's too <laughs> funny, too funny. Um, shoot. Well, let's move it along. Um, let's get right into it. We're um right into it. An hour in. Yeah, nah, we're we're like half an hour in. I'm keeping the track on time. I gotta I got the the, the hour mark at the very oh, you know, good. There you that go. I have to like cut it off immediately. So and um, you will cut it off. I feel like uh I feel like we should just go ahead and get into this uh the shaman uh trial verdict and, and everything. I mean that was that's the big news of the week. Um so he was found guilty on what on, on all three charges or whatever like second degree manslaughter or something crazy or I don't even know what it was. Does anyone remember exactly what it was? <laughs> he, he killed the man. I know that he killed the man and I don't, you killed know, the man. The, 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 I get it. You know, these legal tech, you know, these legal terms and, and, and whatever technicalities. It's so funny. It was, um, it was manslaughter. He, he, man he murdered a man. That's it. I don't know how many different, different degrees of murdering <laughs> a man there are. Unfortunately, second degree, third degree, yeah. and second degree manslaughter. It's fucking Word. stupid, but uh, Word. I get it. and then and then his bail was revoked, and then they put him in cuffs, and he yeah. was placed in custody, and now he's in ad seg, wherever he's incarcerated. So yeah, mm. so, it happened. Um, yeah, what a I mean, Ross. What a I mean, your your initial thoughts on it. I guess and um I think I know it was my first time that I was allowed that I allowed myself rather to feel something after the verdict because it's the first time that I was actually happy with the verdict. I know that some may talk about the Amber Geiger situation, but her hugging a judge and then the brother caping, asking for a hug after homegirl walked up in my man's apartment where who gives a damn what he was doing. It was his apartment and she murked him. It just didn't sit right with my spirit. But this one, because usually I kind of I kind of prepare myself for the okie doke. Like, yeah, everything mounts to getting a, a guilty verdict but at the end of the day there's always something whether the prosecutor decides not to press charges or you know indict or whatever um this time around it was something different so even though i knew that it was very overwhelming as far as the the, the burden of proof that was laid out against him i just wasn't a big fan of what the judge said a couple of days before when he was like well those statements by maxine waters kind of opened the gate for you to not just appeal but i think he even said to 
asked for a mistrial. And I was like, God damn, judge, really, we're going there. But that's neither here nor there. That definitely did raise a wall. I was like, oh, shit, they come with the okie doke. Like, I, I, so I was already starting the stoicism that whatever, that that's going to go whatever. And then I heard guilty for all three of the charges. And at that moment, I looked at my wife and I hugged her and I shed some tears. I shed some tears because it was a very cathartic moment. And yeah, I was just, um, I allowed myself to feel something at that moment. So, I mean, what does it mean? You know, where do we go from here? Well, as far as like what it means, it means that it takes a whole lot. It takes a whole lot for a guilty verdict in a situation like that. Because you have to remember that it was a time when the country, if not the whole world, was basically at home. So everybody was actually able to watch that happen. It has to be something that egregious. So think about it. It took a video of what turned out to be nine minutes and 29 seconds. It took a nine-year-old girl testify. Well, I guess she's 10 now testifying. It took whoever recorded the video testifying. It took an EMT slash paramedic, maybe even firefighter testifying. It took the guy who actually called the police, the clerk at that store testifying and all these people just showing how much they regret, right? It took the, 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 the chief of police and a couple of members of that law enforcement agency to testify against him. Like it took so much. It took all of these protests throughout the nation just so that we can get to a point where it was like, okay, cool. It's going to trial. And then, okay, boom, here we are. We actually get a, so we actually get a guilty verdict. So anybody who was wondering what it was all for, that's literally like, that's all the work it took to get there. So what, what does it mean? It means that the, the whole system, the whole, policing system in America should have been on trial because at the end of the day that it's obvious that it didn't necessarily stop anything right it just means that justice and I say justice in quotations with a question mark was served for that man maybe but that's what it means really it just means that yo it takes a lot of work where do we go from here? Shit, we keep we keep working. We keep trying to get these legislature these legislatures to listen to us and actually change the whole system. I'm not talking about straight up reform. I'm talking about yeah, when you see situations where you have um, you have cities and actually state congresses giving thought to not so much as people make it sound abolishing or defunding but yeah definitely defunding you know divert these 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 funds elsewhere because that's what's going to help people not necessarily dying like how is it that what was supposed to be a traffic stop ends up in somebody being dead i feel like those are the most dangerous situations that a black man can find themselves in in america today I'm driving down the road and then I see the police and I'm like, oh man, let me just turn. Doesn't matter where I'm going. I'm, I'm going a different way right now. 
just so I could stay away, just so I could stay out of that person, that law enforcement officer's sights. Right. When, when it gets to a situation where we have Lieutenant Karan Nazario, where the, the silver lining after everything that happened in those 30 minutes, the silver lining is that, oh, well, at least he's still alive. Right. Never mind the fact that this man was humiliated. Never mind the fact that this man was pepper sprayed. That is a very traumatic experience. Never mind the fact that the man expressed that he was afraid. He literally said it. Yo, I didn't pull over because I wanted to come to a well-lit area. I don't want to get out of the car right now because I'm scared. Right. So never. Inspired. We're still at a point where at least he survived. That was the silver lining. So, yeah. That's what it means. It means I still there's still a lot of things I need to change. Should traffic stops be made by sworn officers who carry weapons? Maybe not. Nah, we got technology. Oh. You got the license plate. You got the information. Give them, send them the ticket at home. How I get that ticket for that red light? <laughs> so that's how I feel. Same way for, for any kind of the traffic violation. Why you got some old racist ass man with a badge and a gun pulling somebody over? Man's already been angry, been working on the force for probably like 15 years, only seen the worst things in life. And now he's going to take it out on some young punk kid who's just trying to get home. I mean, that's that's really what it is. Think about it. All these, How long have all these officers, the majority of them, I feel like, been on the force that end up killing somebody? They, they didn't start yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we are. Well, even those. So So, yes, you make a good point. How long have these people been on the force? Hell, but it doesn't matter because you have people who are coming right out of the academy who are just as wild. Who I can attest. Philando Castile was killed by someone who was like right out of the academy. So it's it's the training itself. It's the, it's the idea of policing in America itself that's kind of flawed. Not kind of, definitely flawed. Mm. And then it's the refusal to deal with these racial inequalities, the way that certain groups of people are seen. Like, it's clearly a problem. Let's have that conversation. Mm. It's going to be uncomfortable. But that's how you get growth, right? You can't keep lifting 50 pounds and expect that you're going to get stronger. Yeah. Eventually, you got to put a little more weight on there and put a little more weight on there and put a little more weight on there. Growing pain. Gotta keep doing that. And so yeah, let's have those conversations. Um but I yield the rest of my time. I feel like I talked a lot. Nah, you're perfect. And, no, I, I mean, literally didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, let's go to the attorney on this. I mean, you're smarter than any of us would be, and oh, you're just a divorce attorney. <laughs> No, I, you know, like, I I share a lot of Ross's thoughts. It certainly doesn't impact me to the level that it impacts anybody of color. But I, I, I am so jaded by this whole process. And until qualified immunity is revoked, I just don't have a lot of hope for conviction. So I was very surprised. I think we're not through the woods yet, right? Like, what is his sentence going to be? That's mm. a completely different situation. What does that judge actually give him? And what wounds does that open up for people to to realize that his sentence probably won't fit what he did? Um, 
the other thing that really stands out to me is like had Darnella not recorded that video, we wouldn't be here today. Nope. The Minneapolis police said, like, oh, he just died from health complications after a traffic stop, right? Like, and and if you think about how frequently that occurs, it's daunting to think about how many other times, you know, they're lying. They they fucking lied. And everybody who lied should be held accountable. And yet we're not actually doing that. Um and so if it wasn't for her video, there there would have been nothing. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm happy for this one case, but I yeah. feel like there are so many others that don't even get the spotlight. The other piece of it is, you know, I, I've actually been having this conversation with several of my friends, but one of my friends in particular feels like, like one of my friends in particular was upset that Dante writes case was getting attention he was like he should have known better we're all taught not to do that like what did he expect and I'm like no fuck that I want to get away from the conversation about whether somebody did something wrong or not because even if they did something wrong it's disproportionate to kill them yes I agree 100 a knife it's disproportionate to shoot her four times like I just, even if there's marijuana in someone's system, it's disproportionate to kill them. Like, I just, you know, and I, and I wonder a lot if this case would have been different if, if George Floyd had been accused of some sort of violent crime, if it, even if it had just been simple assault, like how that would have changed the calculus. I think it really mattered in people's minds that it was for passing a bad $20 bill or whatever it was, right? Like, yeah. And I, I hate the idea that we're ranking people in like, as though that guy was more deserving of life than the other person holding a knife, right? Like it's just nonsense. If you were a police officer and you were afraid of somebody holding a knife 10 feet away from you, and you can't pull out your taser or otherwise de-escalate the situation, you shouldn't be an officer. Nope. Pretty simple. If you can't tell the difference between your gun and a taser, you shouldn't be an officer. Like, (laughs) these things shouldn't be difficult. And, like, I just don't care. And I also, I hate the idea that people are like, oh, well, he was fleeing. Who gives a fuck? Maybe you should do real police work because that bench warrant had been out for how many days? And I doubt zero police officers actually went to look for him, right? Like he was all, like, let's say that he was out on bail because the court didn't think he was a flight risk, like wasn't a risk to the community. And now you are going to elevate your situation above a judge and execute this person? Like, it's madness to me. It really is. But until qualified immunity ends and and until we change hearts and minds within the police force, it's not changing. Like that trigger happiness, it, it's, it's a fucking problem. And so, you know, I'm happy for the Floyd family that they got some peace. <laughs> um, but... It's like one case out of hundreds every year. So I don't know. Yeah. And, and we have to remember that there are still four other officers. There are still four other officers who were involved, well, three rather, three, who were involved yeah. in, in, in George Floyd's yeah. murder. 
I imagine some of them will plea and they'll probably get slapped on the wrist. So they have, uh, they're charged with. Um, it's like aiding and abetting or something. Yeah, something aiding and abetting second degree murder and manslaughter. Yeah. So, I, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's rough. This whole um, judge, jury, and executioner. I can make a strong like, case for it being tied to white supremacy. Yeah, they're traffic stops. <laughs> And unless unless the officer's life is truly in danger, I call bullshit on executing people. I agree. Dude was driving off. Like, yeah. yeah. Let him drive off. Now you know where he lives. Yeah. Now you can do some real police work and actually show up. The uh, be a the, fucking cop. The funny joke was uh, that I always heard when I was. Uh, in, in my time at the academy, um, like you, you can outrun the cop, but you can't outrun the radio. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, well, you because it's probably a fat fuck eating a donut, but it's true. Like they just you call up ahead, call the other guy, call another car, call another car. Yo, that's it. Like I mean, whatever. You know, you don't have to. There's, hmm. there's. We should hold police officers to a higher standard than we hold the public. Was Dante Wright blameless? Probably not. Does that mean he dies? No. Yeah. I would I would love to see I mean just like doctors have to uh have insurance uh because they can be sued for malpractice. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's do that for cops. Let's see what happens when you when you do that with police officers and see how many of them want to become cops now. You have to get see? rid of qualified immunity. Yeah, and I'm telling you, get I'm just Oh man, too many like dirty hairy wannabes out there. And, and dirty hairy. But I can tie, and listening. then again, I can tie dirty hairy to white uh, white supremacy too. But like qualified <laughs> immunity is not like a old relic of our country. It started in the eighties, and it was manufactured by the Supreme Court. Right? Like mm. there is no reason that we have to keep it going. Um, and it is a special carve out. So, so normally, if a state or federal official violates your constitutional rights, you can sue them and they can be liable for violating your constitutional rights. In the 80s, all of a sudden, the Supreme Court was like, mm, police officers are special and carved out an exception for them that no other federal or state employee enjoys, really. And there's no reason for it. Facts. Um, let's see. We're coming up on that on that hour mark. I uh, I uh, I, I guess my initial thoughts. I, I'm not even sure if I even shared them already or not. But I'll be I'll be brief. Um, I honestly didn't think it was going to happen. I didn't think they were going to get con- uh, conviction. Um, but uh, but you know, you guys said it. Everything that had to be said. The 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 big thing for me is. Uh, when Emily brought up the the point about the uh, w- what are going to be the um, like what is he going to get charged with, <laughs> or I sentenced. mean, what, I'm sorry, what is he going to get sentenced? Yeah, like um, it, you know, we were texting earlier, uh, Emily and I, and we were kind of joking around, but it was true. What did I say? I, I'd say you probably get like you probably get like ten or twelve years or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then and then he'll be out. I mean, that's it. So. Yep. It's um, 
you know, we'll 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 see what happens. I think the max is what, like forty years for for I, uh, I believe you're correct. I think something that's what like I read. That. Yeah, but uh, I'll check it out when we go on break. But um let's uh let's take a quick break. I gotta refill my my my, my drink real quick. Ross, you, you sipping on something, Ross? Water. Ah! <laughs> Don't be mad at me. You gotta get some ginger beer, bro. Don't be mad at me. I'm trying to live, baby. <laughs> I've had a I've had a killer headache like for the last two days, yesterday and today. I don't know why. Are you never... a woman with a blood clot? I know, I know, right? I never get headaches. No, I, I got the Pfizer shot, so I should be good. But um. It's like I don't know. I uh, this JMO kind of is kind of helping it out a little bit. Might have to uh, might have to get another bottle. I'm almost done. Are anyway. you saying that the only way to make the headaches go away is by having a little bit of that Jameson? I mean, right now, maybe. I don't know if it's just work because I'm just so stressed about dumbass people calling in all the time. Mm. But. Like you know, just like I said last week before we go on break. Oh, and we got a special. I got a special, special couple messages this this week. I'm I, I pulled a, uh, I, I pulled the okie doke on y'all. It's it's not the hate line this week. <laughs> it's the Nick appreciation line. <laughs> oh, the Nick appreciation line. I see you. I see. Yeah, you. So, so does uh, that mean? Does that mean that? Mr. Dolan gets an invite to the family barbecue this year. I didn't say anything about him getting an invite. I'm just glad he's staying out of the way. But, mm. you know. So that's a no. That's a no. That's a no. That's a negative. I feel you. No, I, I, make, I will make this point, though, to be fair. I, and it's only because I was thinking about this watching the Knicks game the other night. And after they had won their eighth in a row, I said to myself, you know, it, it's funny that all these – all these talking heads and, and, and Twitter and everybody, everybody on TV and, and just around the sports world said Dolan should sell the team. Dolan needs to sell the team. And then they, you know, they try to pin like a, like almost like this racist, uh, you know, like, like a, like a, what's his name? Don Sterling or whatever. Ron Sterling. Ron, what was, what was the guy, the, the owner of the Clippers? Sterling. Don. Yeah. Don Sterling. You know, they try to put a Don Sterling type of, type of <laughs> story on them at one point. And the whole time, you know, I was thinking as a Knicks fan all my life, you know, because his father owned the team. I, I was thinking, you know, why do people really hate this man? Like, is he really getting in the way? Is he like, is he Jerry Jones? Is he Jerry Jones in right now, the NBA? And I never saw anything like that, to be honest with you. You know, maybe like, I, 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 I don't know. You know, maybe he just was a little aloof about things. But, um, you know, we're winning in spite of having him as the owner and uh, mm. it doesn't really matter. So, you know what? He plays the guitar pretty good. Ah, he could come play in my backyard, barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I heard he, he's good. He's, he's been playing the guitar for a while. But anyways, all right. Let's go on break. We'll be back. Uh, and, and Emily brought up a good point. We'll, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about uh, police immunity and and uh, the police bill of rights that that uh, that article you sent me. So uh, stick around, guys. <laughs> we are going to uh, listen to a couple uh, Nick's love messages. Holla! Oh wait, 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 wait! I'm always 
I'm always fucking up this part. Come on, DJ, play right? us my out. Bad, my bad. You know how we do. All right. I gotta talk about my life as I, I see it. Ricky. Ricky. All right, yeah, there you go. I gotta play this out. I play this out, you know. What I mean? Hey, it's uh, Pendar from Eugene. Uh, been growing up watching the Knicks. Well, <laughs> grown, but I grew up watching the Knicks uh, in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, Patrick Ewing, them boys. And it was just so cool to have my area represented by that team. They were tough. They were good. Um, and they were just fun to watch. This team is a long way from that memory, but they're still making fans everywhere really proud. And they're doing it without a big star. I think that's huge. And it gives us a ton of hope uh, about what the future looks like and about, geez, maybe even getting Zion in free agency. Do I dare hope? Let's pray. I have to admit, it's really weird seeing the Knicks in the sports headlines for positive things this year. But, I mean, you know, uh, very exciting. And it's, you know, defense wins championships, and they're one of the top defensive teams. And they're obviously one of the hottest teams this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing where they go. And maybe we can be lucky and get a New York-Brooklyn playoff series. So the way they're going, we might actually get a Madison Square Garden uh, home series this year. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm checking out on the Knicks. So growing up as a lifelong Bulls fan, seeing D-Road forward to the Knicks was absolutely heart-wrenching. <laughs> Just seeing that happen, man. I mean, Bulls and Knicks have this, this rivalry. I'm old school, so it's definitely not as much recent as it was in the past, but you know, I, I, I don't forget. <laughs> but uh, but seeing D Rose play out of his mind has has been awesome. I mean, he's he's easily one of my all time favorite players. Aside from that that one guy that used to play for the Bulls, I'm sure y'all y'all are familiar with him. Um, but seeing him and uh Tibbs back together and then even Taj back in, it's just um, it's almost nostalgic watching how he's playing right now. And I I wish it could have been with the Bulls, but you know, I'm happy for him and what he's doing, man. Um, the, the Knicks are killing it right now, and that's hard for me to say, man. But they they really are, and, and it's awesome. I'm glad to see that uh that they're they're doing good, especially D Rose and Tibbs. I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Ricky. See. Uh, I didn't forget this time. <laughs> yeah, son. With the U. It's that new show, you know? The new show with the U in it. Enjoy how you live. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back, my crew. What does Prince say? He's like, crew, assemble. Or something. <laughs> something like that. 
and the Charlie Murphy story. <laughs> That's oh man. oh man, um, Ross. So tell me, you got something on your break to uh to drink, man? To wet your whistle a little bit, you know? You little... Nah, man. Water. <laughs> I got water, boy. I got water. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I got I I made myself. I ended up making myself. Uh, I don't know why I did this. This was stupid, but uh, I just wanted something. I don't know, a little tasting different. So, I made myself a a green tea uh, drink, like instead of a it usually being a green tea shot. Yeah, yeah. So I just made myself a drink that way. A little, With alcohol. Uh, what? Yeah, the alcohol. Like oh, okay. J-Mo. Okay. Yeah, J Mo like, Peach Knox. Water and you're drinking green tea. Oh no 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 nothing. Like, yeah no no, it's green tea the alcohol. Yes, not, okay. Not like wheat shots. What was that in a in in um Grandma's Boy? Wow, remember that? when they're at the restaurant, like the vegan restaurant or whatever? I don't know what it is. Like we do have shots of wheat, wheatgrass, 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 wheatgrass. <laughs> wheatgrass. I have wheatgrass in my freezer. Be quiet. Oh, you would. Wheatgrass. If you're a Prius driving self. Yep. Oh, where? You push a Prius? That's fresh. Yeah, bro. You're driving the Prius. You got wheatgrass it's in the freezer. It's my second Prius, in fact. No shame in the game. Yep. No shame in the game. I only fill up like once every two or three months because I'm in DC. I'm not going anywhere. That's the best. Yeah, it's amazing. I've only, you know what? Funny enough, I think I've only filled up my my car like maybe once or twice, maybe once this month. Now that I think about it. Oh, I thought you were gonna say once since the pandemic. <laughs> no, I wish that would have been great. You know, I've barely, I've barely, I've barely been to the gas station since. It's it's. I, let's put it this way: I'm so few and far in between gas station visits. That it's awkward for me when I when I get there now. I'm like, uh, what am I doing again? Like, <laughs> I think oh, the yeah. last time I went was February. <laughs> Let's see what uh yeah we're we're about to be in April. Um okay so the last time I went might have been like two weeks ago, but before that, it had probably been a good month. It's wild when people were talking about gas prices going up. I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> It's too funny. Um, so, yeah. So, before um, we went on break, uh, we were we're having a really good discussion there. Uh, you were both, both of you were, were bringing up some pretty good points about the Chauvin trial verdict there. Um, Emily brought up um, the police immunity thing. And, and, and that's uh, one. That's that's one focus uh, uh what, what what is the word i'm looking for here i mean that that's just that, that's probably the biggest thing here i i feel like that's a uh, that's kind of hindering um cops being you know like convicted or whatever after they kill somebody um in terms of being held accountable yeah, and just everything. So this police bill of rights, uh, what was it? So go ahead, Emily. You, you, I'll let you take this okay, away. Okay. So I'll step back for qualified immunity. So, okay. so until the 1980s, 
and it still exists for everybody else except for police. But if a state actor, police, etc., violate your constitutional rights, you could sue them, and they could be liable for violating your constitutional rights, right? So life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, but also like Fourth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Eighth Amendment rights. In the 1980s, the Supreme Court basically gave them, gave police what they call qualified immunity, meaning that you can't sue police officers unless the court decides that the violation was clearly established under federal law. And the clearly established piece was made up by the Supreme Court. It doesn't exist in statute. It, it like They literally just made it up. And they basically said that unless it was clearly established that a police officer couldn't take a certain act, you couldn't hold them liable for taking that act, which I think is a really perverse interpretation of everything. Because if you are entitled to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, an officer shouldn't be allowed to take life away from you. But apparently it's gotten hyper-specific over the years. Um, And so that is why it's so hard to hold police officers accountable these days um, in a civil sort of suit. But it also, it bleeds over into criminal cases. So the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, one of the very first things it wants to do is end qualified immunity for law enforcement. They're the only ones that enjoy qualified immunity. Like, there's no basis for it. It was made up by the Supreme Court in the 80s. And then there's a bunch of other things that they're trying to do with the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act. But um, what led me to this was, so in the 70s, Maryland was the first state to enact a police bill of rights. And now like 20 something states also have police bills of rights. And I did a little Googling to figure out what Florida's is. And it's just, it's so one-sided. So, like, (laughs) if an officer is accused, they get to know everybody who is accused, like, the names of all of their accusers. They get to review all the evidence against them before they're interrogated. And during that interrogation, if anybody mentions disciplinary action the interrogation must stop or the entire case has to be thrown out um the officers also get to choose like one of the people that gets to investigate him or her like it's just a completely one-sided thing that is afforded to police officers that is not afforded to every other regular citizen so Maryland started this in the 70s. All these other states adopted it, including Florida. But this past week, Maryland was the first state to also repeal it. And Maryland has done something interesting where they are creating community by community, uh, sorry, county by county community boards. And they will be made up of the public. And if an officer is uh, brought to their attention, any punishment that they recommend, when the punishment is imposed, it must be at least as severe as the community board recommended. It could be more severe too, but it cannot be less than what the community board recommended. And it's going to make 
um, going to make it public, publicly available for you to look up a particular police officer's disciplinary history. So like, it's really kind of bringing transparency to the forefront and making um, in Maryland, they actually had a veto proof over the the governor, and they're hoping that other states will look at what they're doing and take the lead, especially in places where they already have a Democratic majority and can, can pass these things. Um, so, yeah, that's... Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's wild. <clears throat> so, in the 70s, and it was, I'm, I'm reading this here, at the height of the Black Power and Women's Rights Movement... That's yep. why, that, that's why yep. they decided to come up. Gotta with get these women in check. Gotta get these yeah. black people I mean, in check. Like everything, right? The filibuster <laughs> is because of racism, right? That's like, why. Oh my things. god, I can't. I'm still. I'm still. I can't get over these extra like uh, rights they get. A special cooling off period. You know, right. like we don't afford that to anybody. We don't even afford that to juveniles. Right? No. I would. I wish they would afford that to anybody that's just getting pulled over and surround yeah. for for a traffic violation and surrounded by six cops. Yeah. I wish they could just be like, "Hey, let's just let's take a step back and yeah. let's just all like let's let's just reset Tell right us now." Brendan Dassey, if he has somebody he wants to investigate him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, oh my god! Let's I mean, see. the fact that you get to review all of the evidence against you before you tell your side of the story is bananas yeah right <laughs> that is insane the game and is rigged and, and i don't this is completely speculation on my part but hypothetically if you shot somebody at a traffic stop and then you got to review all the evidence against you and then you got to say that you mistake mistake mistook your gun for a taser you know that sounds like a pretty easy uh, explanation, right? Like, and again, speculation on my part, but the idea that you get to review the evidence ahead of time against you before you give a statement, bananas. I know. So, so you mean nobody else gets to do that in the court of law? No, not so much. Oh. And in fact, police officers are actually allowed to lie to you about the evidence they have against you. That, that, that one's always uh, bothered me. Yep. Yep. They can straight up lie. Mm. And they can straight up lie to you, but you lie to them. It's a different story. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, The other piece that came out this week from Maryland is that um, the state's attorney for Baltimore, which, again, kind of goes back to my original point that, like, it has to be the most conservative people that make change, which is so frustrating. Um, When COVID started, she needed to reduce the prison population because of COVID. And so she decided to tell her office to stop prosecuting low-level offenses like drug possession and sex work and things like that. Um, and she went public this this past week to basically say, like, oh, by the way, for the past year, I haven't been prosecuting low-level offenses. And here's what we've learned. Um, so she's gone out with basically her findings, which include that they were able to clear 1,500 people by dismissing their warrants or their charges. And out of those 1,500 people, only five people were rearrested following her implementation of this policy. That's a low recidivism rate. That's a low, that's the lowest recidivism rate that I've ever heard of. Right I now. like it. 
Um, and she basically, she wrote an op-ed in the Baltimore Sun, but she was like, you know, by not prosecuting these lower level offenses, we're showing that it doesn't actually lead to more crime, that it actually reduces recidivism, that it actually keeps people out of jail. And because Baltimore does have a pretty significant violent crime rate, it allows them to focus on those things. Um, so that's a really interesting thing that has come out of Maryland. I was like, oh, this is like the wire when they had a, what they call it? What was Hamsterdam. It? Yeah. It was Amsterdam. Hamsterdam. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah. Oh, man. And I don't know, have you guys heard of the LA Sheriff report that just came out? Mm-mm. Okay, so I have not had a chance to review it myself, but my understanding is that the LA Sheriff's Department came out with a study that looked at their 2018 rates and in 2018 they started deploying mental health, like social workers, anytime they got a mental health call. And the LA Sheriff's Department, don't hold me to this verbatim, but basically the LA Sheriff's Department was like, had we not had those social workers there for that year, we would have had 600 extra cases of excessive use of the force. Mm. Um, so like, it's a Sheriff's Department literally telling on itself. Um, and that they, they literally came out and said like, more people would have died, but for the fact that we involved mental health workers for these mental health calls. Um, so mm. I really just come back to like the data matters. Mm. Believe in science, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't, uh, isn't Orange County trying to do something like that now? Yeah, they have an emergency response team that are counselors. It's not a big team yet, but yes, they do have... 18 that are counselors. So depending on what the call is based, the call to 911 is based on, that's what's going to dictate whether or not they respond, who responds um, to the call. And I mean... I think it's important. Like with with Bryant, they're saying that like 911 had been called six or some, six or more times in the past few months um, for different disputes and not always related to Makia, but like, you know, police get it in their head, like, oh, it's going to be a, it's going to be a shit show when they roll up and then they don't make any efforts to try and de-escalate. So, yeah. Mm. That's, that's kind of wild. Even the Waffle House, even mm. the Waffle House trains its employees in de-escalation techniques. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, people are going to be coming here after the club. Um, You need to know that there's going to be some rambunctious shit going on. Here's how you go ahead and calm the motherfuckers down. Yep. Like, Waffle House does that. Throw bacon at them. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, it's actually a little more intricate than that, but it involves definitely... It definitely involves telling people to go ahead and sit down and relax. Yeah. Right? You know that cool-off period? Yeah, yeah but that's understand? the last thing anyone's going to do if you tell them to sit out and relax. Hey, buddy, just sit out and relax. No, 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 no. Dude, they train them. Like, it's not like they just like, say that. Sit your ass down, and I'll bring you some eggs. It's not that. But <laughs> also... <laughs> but really, think about it. Why are you at the Waffle House? You know, because you're ready to order. So you'd be like, hey, listen, how about you just go ahead and have a seat? 
know what I'm saying? We're going to bring in some food once you order. And then, you know, you'll see that the whole thing was just foolish. And then, shit, man, I'm really trying to get, I'm really trying to get these, uh, th this omelet or, 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 or these damn, uh, what, what is it that they make? They don't make, um, they don't make country fries. They don't make home they fries. Make yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. They make grits. Mm. <laughs> Why do you know that? that? Why do you know that? Well, you never been to the Waffle House, B? No, why does Emily know they make grits? First of all, I have been to a Waffle House many a time. Second of all, I feel like you and I were supposed to meet up one time on New Year's. I feel like that's true. And then it, I was supposed to meet up with somebody on New Year's downtown. <laughs> and it I wasn't feel like me. It was you. I, I never go to New Year's and downtown. And I couldn't find parking, and so I got pissed off, and I took my ass to the Waffle House on Kirkman Road by Universal. Yeah, no, I don't think that was me. I wouldn't. For I mean, I've never really had New Year's off. I've always had to work back in the day. I and feel then... like you were working downtown, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was supposed to meet somebody downtown. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, no. Hmm. And then you ended up at the Waffle I mean, House. I'm yeah, I mean the Waffle House. But... The Waffle House off Kirkman. Yeah, I've been. I've been there actually. I know. I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> Yep, on New Year's Eve. Oh, my. Yep. That's funny. Yep. I remember well, what I was wearing. <laughs> but I went there by myself on New Year's Eve. Damn. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, that wasn't me. <laughs> I would have never heard the end of it from you. Trust me. Uh, you don't. I don't give you any shit. Yeah, all answer. right. Anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, we got to get rid of police immunity. We really do. It's um. Yeah, there's no need for it. It's a fucking problem. I don't get it. Uh, unfortunately, moving right along. Um, I, I mean, I, I guess I I do kind of want to speak about it a little bit because it, it has been causing a little bit of a con a little bit of controversy uh, in the last couple of days. So the same day that we got the Chauvin uh, verdict. Um, what was the young lady's name, Ross? Makia Bryant. Or Makaya? Mm. Makia or Makaya? I think they pronounced it Makia. You were right the first time. I think it's Makia, yeah. Bryant. Yeah, Makia Bryant. Uh, I guess uh, she had called the cops uh, herself because she was getting jumped or, or bullied or something was going on. So uh, what I've heard since then is that some of, like, her foster mom, it was her birthday. And some prior foster kids came over to the house to celebrate. And my understanding is they got onto her case about, like, you should keep the house cleaner. Like, mom likes that clean house or something. And she was basically like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and an altercation ensued from there. Hmm. Is my understanding. Okay, yeah, that's a lot more than I know. I just know that apparently she uh, was getting beat up or harassed by these kids at a certain point. Yeah, and uh, she had a knife, like a pocket knife or something. Um, yeah, to protect her. And I guess when the cops show up on the scene after she calls the cops herself, uh, they end up shooting her four times in the back. Yep, eleven seconds after arriving. Eleven seconds. Yep. How do you even? How do you even? How can you think? How so do you if make... you, I'm not defending the officer, but if you watch yeah. the video, there's a lot of people outside. Like, you know, it's, everyone's trying to break up this fight. And the officer kind of rolls up, gets out of his car. A girl falls to the ground. 
And from the body cam footage of the officer, he kind of sees the girl fall to the ground. And then he pivots his body away from that girl and almost immediately starts shooting her. And in the body cam footage, you can see that she has a knife in her hand, kind of like cocked back and she's coming after another girl. But like, it doesn't mean you need to shoot her four times. That's an option. Thought we had this thing called tasers. Can't you shoot her in the knee? Can't you say drop your knife? Like there's like yeah, he doesn't even say that much. Or like warning shots, and you know, can you shoot your gun up in the fucking sky? Like you know what I mean? Like we as laymen are told shoot to kill, right? Like if you're going to use a gun, it's got to be lethal. But like officers should be able to de-escalate other than shooting the person four fucking times. Well, they definitely didn't shoot the kid that shot up the church. Yeah, was it? they did definitely didn't shoot up Kyle Rittenhouse. And frankly, there were so many other people around, including the girl that Makai was like going for. Like he could have killed that girl by accident. He definitely yeah. could have. Yeah. Um, crossfire. Yeah. Very well, easily. Cr- yeah. Very very easily. Mm. Yeah, I'm just I'm just again like not understanding. And you'll hear others be like, well, you're not a law enforcement officer. You have to make these split-second decisions. I understand that part very well. But the thing is, if you can't make the right decision, especially when it means life or death, maybe, just maybe, this ain't the career for you. Yep. Because that's why I'm not a law enforcement officer. I know that if I were a law enforcement officer, everybody would be getting the ass whooped. <laughs> I wouldn't I, cuz I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to stand it, right? So everyone would so yeah, not a law enforcement officer, but man. There's also just such a proportionality piece to it, right? Like certainly her holding a knife, charging at another girl. Yes, that could have been lethal. It also could not have been lethal, and you had other options to de-escalate earlier. Where yeah. the fuck was your taser? Did you mess it up? Did you did you confuse your handgun for a taser? Like what? <laughs> Do you know what's a hundred percent lethal though? Four shots in the back. Right. Were there other officers there when he showed up? Weren't there other officers there already? Yep. Like what were they doing? Mm-hmm. I'm still thinking about Ross as a cop. Excuse me, sir. Uh, you know why I pulled you over? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what were? Uh, you know, you're driving like an asshole, and uh, now I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> like, and and you pull up to the scene, don't even know what's going on, and all you do is say, "Get down!" and then you start shooting. Who did you tell to get down to? I don't even think he said get down. I would have to, you know what? I'd have to go back and watch the video again. I I only watched it once or twice, but like eleven seconds, he arrives and shoots. That's just insane to me. Well, I mean, insane, insane. And uh, and on some real shit, to be honest with you, 11 seconds is a long enough time for you to really gauge the scene and the situation. Like, think about it. and, And I don't know if people, you know, really realize how much time 11 seconds is, but, uh, 
you, I don't know, just, just put on like the end of a basketball game with 11 seconds left to go, you know, or whatever, 10 seconds left to go, and the game's tied. Look how much time there is. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I mean, just, or, or just literally time yourself, you know, doing something for 10 seconds, like walking out of a room, walking into something, another room, or walking into the kitchen, grabbing something, walking back, or whatever. Like, listen, the only reason I'm saying these ridiculous uh, tests are because are I work from home, so I have to take these time breaks, unfortunately. I, 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 poor, I take poor people breaks now. You know what I mean? Poor, poor Yo, you people. and the poor people breaks. Bro, wow. poor, people, poor people job breaks. You know what I mean? It's like the 30-minute poor people lunch break that you got to just hurry up. And, and if you're lucky, you can maybe scarf down a grilled cheese or something like that. Because you can't make a meal. You can't make anything in 30 minutes mm, at the house. Like, and you can't leave the house and come back in time in 30 minutes with lunch. That's impossible. So, uh, you know, poor people, poor people breaks. That's what it is. And I got to time myself. So I got to time. I got to make sure, you know, if I got to use a restroom or if I got to go grab a bottle of water or refill my whatever it is I'm, I'm drinking or grab some applesauce, whatever. Applesauce. Hey, don't uh, sleep like on applesauce, Em. Organic applesauce. Well, you got kids, Ross. <laughs> it's, the, it's the nectar of the gods. I love applesauce. But, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, do you I have still the cinnamon like the, applesauce? I do have cinnamon applesauce. Mm, yes, cinnamon. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I, I stick to the healthy stuff. The cinnamon stuff is hidden away from my nieces or whoever, just in case, you know. But, uh, but yeah, no. And um, ten seconds is a long time. Eleven seconds is a long time for you to like. All right, let me look at everything. Let me see what's happening. Okay, this this was like. Trust me, that. 11 seconds. Look, I'll start counting 11 seconds. And I, I already started looking at the time. So I know how much 11 seconds is. And it'll be, it's amazing how, how much garbage I can say in 11 seconds because that was 11 seconds from the time I said 11 seconds. The first, how crazy is that? Yeah, but like, please don't bold it. Like, think back to Tamir Rice, right? Like, cops, like, that cop rolled up on him and just like killed him. And nothing happened. Oh, not to mention nope. the young boy in Chicago. Like, not, but like, they, that was a child with a fake gun. They rolled up and just shot him, right? So, yep. why do we expect anything different? Well, we have qualified immunity that says you can't shoot a kid as soon as you roll up on him, apparently. Why do we expect this to be any different? Like, it's insanity. Mm. Mm. And if you can't de-escalate most children, <laughs> I'm not saying there's not like one case that, you know, defies the rule, but if you can't de-escalate most children, you don't deserve to be a cop. That's not the job for you. Yeah, this, it, it goes back to what we said earlier. They, they deserve to die. No. Even if, like, even if everything they said was true, even if she threw that girl to the ground, even if she was threatening somebody else with a knife, you got other options. What was what was her name again? Makai. Makaya Bryant. Yeah, Makia Makaya. Makia Bryant. That's it. M apostrophe. I mean, M A apostrophe K H I A. That's it. Yeah. You know, and not to mention, she's in foster care, which is a whole other situation to talk mm-hmm. about on another day. But another reason why maybe just maybe law enforcement should. Yeah, I mean, the guy with a gun shouldn't have been the one to 
Well, and not even a guy, because there were other people. There were other law enforcement officers there. Yep. If you look at the, I just looked quickly at the prior police calls of that foster mom. I got questions about that foster mom. I'll just say that. Mm. So. And then, and then you have video of the cops shouting "Blue Lives Matter." Yep. <laughs> All right. Which you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, really? My next, my next point. This, uh. This dumbass protest law or bill or whatever that DeSantis signed. Oh yes, I want to hear about this. <laughs> so can can those cops be charged with whatever it is this law is? You know, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Blue Lives Matter. Yeah, they weren't protesting anything. You know, I mean, what, I, what? How can you even tell? What's the difference then? Like, really? like, like you know, between protesting and 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 not protesting then, if that. Because to me, that's a protest to me. If you're chanting Blue Lives Matter. Yeah. If if, if, if you're out on the side of the street uh, with Can Trump you flag... tell me... Sorry. Is, oh, the, is this like an anti-Heather Heyer bill? Like you can hit protesters in the street? Is that what's happening? That's literally what that is. Okay. What was that? What What is it? What did you say? I said anti-Heather Heyer. So remember the Charlottesville protests? Yes. Where, like, the white supremacists were chanting, Jews will not replace us and shit like that. Yes. Um, Heather Heyer died because a neo-Nazi hit her with his car. Oh, Heather Heyer. That's yes. what she said. Gotcha. So I was saying, like, is this, like, an anti-Heather Heyer bell? Gotcha. Like, you yes. can literally hit pedestrians. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, this was going to make it way easier for cops to literally run over anybody on the road. Is it no, just not for cops. cops or is it also for like regular civilians? Anybody. Regular civilians. Anybody. Yeah, Jesus. you're right. Anybody. My fault. And anybody. like, is there any requirement that like the driver has to fear for their safety or... Let's anything? see. So the law which goes into effect immediately grants civil legal immunity to people who drive through protesters blocking a road. Yeah, from what I've read, it doesn't say anything about you fearing for your life. Ugh. Yeah, it also makes blocking a highway a felony offense. Pretty much. That apparently block- you should pay with your life for. Pretty much. See, what's frustrating is like that will not withstand constitutional scrutiny. But in the meantime, it provides all sorts of fodder and costs so much money. It's, oh, it's like when one state, like, you know, the Supreme Court knocked down an abortion statute in one state, and then, like, two years later, this another state enacted the exact same law. Like, you've already fucking been told that's not constitutional. Yeah, well, well, Oklahoma and Iowa already passed bills that grant immunity to drivers who run over protesters in, in the streets. Um, so, that, huh. I mean, why not, why not have Florida be emboldened? At, what... what, what bothers me the most aside from the fact that um, aside from the fact that our very own governor called it called the bill the strongest anti-looting anti-rioting pro-law enforcement piece of legislation in the country um, it's that it was HB1 like really this was the first order of business passing this this shit. So instead of instead of engaging with people who are protesting, 
let's just silence them by telling them, hey, dude, if you're in the middle of the road, number one, you could get arrested. But number two, if somebody runs you over, they don't go to jail. They don't face any issues. Right. And 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 it's to prevent rioting and looting. Meanwhile, we know that less than four percent of the protests since George Floyd's murder ended up with property damage or police injuries. In fact, we know that the Florida protests were peaceful. And so um, I don't I don't get it. I, I remember there was one night when, yes, fire, there was fire in Tampa. I'm not going to sweep that under the rug. But again, less than 4% ended in, 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 in violence and or injury to police officers. So I don't get why we're saying that this has to be the most pro-law and all that fun stuff. Like, I, I don't get it. You see yeah. all the BS that we had to go. My bad, man. Go ahead, man. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you no, see all the bullshit that we had to do after Floyd. Hell, hell think about it. Because we did the same shit for Breonna Taylor. And what did Daniel Cameron say? Nah, son. We ain't pressing no charges. Right? And, and so now you're going to take, now you're, or at the very least, you're going to try and intimidate people to take that away from them. Because that's what got people to, that's what got the, the authorities, the powers that be to listen. The fact that so many people were out there night after night after night after night after night. And so, um, yeah. Thank you, uh, Ron DeSantis. Go ahead, Saul. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I was just going to say it, it uh, creates a whole like a broad category for misdemeanor arrests or in protest. Um, it creates yeah, a, felony a lot of those of things that were misdemeanors rioting. before are now felonies. It, yeah, it creates a new felony crime of aggravated rioting that carries a sentence of up to 15 years in prison uh, and a new crime of mob intimidation. Um, and this oh, is, you mean this like what kicker. happened at the Capitol? Oh, exactly. And this is the kicker. The measure also protects Confederate monuments along with other memorials, statues, and historic property. He, this, this is what he says, this fucking piece of shit governor that could, he's just such a, he's such a coward, a spineless, fat, sweaty, greasy, ugly haircut coward. Just, just go ahead and make the point, sir. Just go ahead and make the point, sir. We also saw around the country people toppling monuments of people like George Washington, DeSantis said. What? What the fuck is he talking about? Uh, this bill protects all monuments in Florida. You have no right to go in and take down monuments. We're not going to let the mob win the day with that. What the fuck is this guy talking about? I mean, seriously. Like, what? what like, what? <laughs> I would love to take every Confederate monument and stick it in his fucking backyard. It's it's that's such, a nice way. I'll stick it up his ass if I could, but it's his greasy, so, stinky self looks like he just smells too bad. It's just transparent that he's pandering, right? Because, oh, exactly. Like, hypothetically, if I was in my car and I was surrounded by neo Nazis at the Capitol insurrection, and if they were knocking on my car and I feared for my safety and they were banging on my windows that's called assault so that's an offense for them and if i wanted to defend myself by driving not with the intent to kill but to get myself to safety that's a defense that i can assert like right like all of these things already exist (laughs) to like protect people 
So the fact that there's no requirement that you fear for your safety before you fucking kill somebody with your car is like, it's, oh God, I just, it's too late for me to have words. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so stupid. One, another racist law that this guy's, I mean, but how does this work? I mean, that's it. It's signed in the, it's signed in the. Yeah, he signed law. it, right? Yeah, that's it. So now we got to wait till uh, someone new comes in to repeal that thing. Or no, what? well, it's already in, it's already in court for uh, you already okay. filed that it's unconstitutional. So okay, good, good. I was gonna say, I mean, you know, and my last point on this uh, myself that I was gonna make is just uh, <laughs> like no, we protesting is is American is. It is. Well, that's constitutional. Stupid... <laughs> it, it, but it, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's constitutional. But you know, it's. I mean, what in the world? If we didn't have, could you imagine John Lewis not pro- not walking across that bridge in Alabama? Well, I don't know if you remember, but they weren't about trying to let him walk past through that bridge. Yeah, right? but I'm saying, but they did it anyways. You get what I'm saying? Like, I and, and, and just. Where would we be if we didn't throw some tea into the bay? Bang! You know what I mean? This corny ass tea party. Again, they threw the tea in there, and look what happened, man. Sent like what thirty-two thousand troops. Oh my goodness! It's just such a. It's just he's such a clown. This guy's such a clown, and these laws. He is. It's just pandering the. To all the Nazis in Florida, I guess. Yeah, they um. There's already I, I know of one right. There's already one lawsuit as of Wednesday, and basically they're saying that the new law violates the First Amendment as far as like free speech and the Eighth Amendment as far as like uh, protection against cruel and unusual prote- uh, protection, <laughs> cruel and unusual punishment. So we'll see. Um, also, the Fourteenth Amendment in terms of like protections of due process. So that that but that's just one lawsuit. I'm sure there will be more. Eighty of about a hundred arrests on the charges of disorderly conduct during the first week of Floyd protests last year were ultimately dropped. I mean Well, you have to assume that lots of those people were white and first time offenders. <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. So prosecutors probably drop all those cases. But yes, agreed. And as usual, he didn't take any questions after he signed the bill because he's a fucking cuck. But whatever. Him and his dumbass kids building stupid fake Lego walls in the commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, hear, I hear Trump really wants him to be his VP next go around. Mm. I bet Trump wants a reach around from him or something. They probably have the same hand size, so it'll feel like he's doing, giving himself a hand job with his tiny little fingers. Well, that was. Uh... That's that's where the podcast. Yeah, I said it. Took a left, took a left turn. So whatever, uh, whatever, whatever amount of people were listening, <laughs> they just turned it off as soon as I said the Santa's yeah. giving Trump a hand job. That was like, oh wow, we're really talking about this. All right. Yeah, my bad. Bye. My bad. Yeah, you know, whatever, man. It, uh, wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> With his wife watching in the corner and then Melania drinking vodka somewhere, you know? 
Allegedly, right. allegedly, alleged, alleged. She had to give up her uh, secret service lover. So. Oh yeah, that too. Oh brother. Um. Let's see. What, what what's on what what's, what would I have last on on deck here? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> not. I mean, I I guess real quick since I mean cops cops just be fucking up like a hundred percent. It's insane to me because uh, we have these cops in Miami who got busted for writing fake tickets. Apparently, oh. <laughs> I mean, one what? one lady was written like six tickets in a day. <laughs> Like you're not even trying to run a scam. I mean, what is what was the benefit of that? I don't understand. What were they getting out of that? I don't know. Good stats. Right, and if you look at they the, if probably you look at write the... a bunch of fake fucking tickets, and then they go hang out at the strip bars, right? Yeah, yay. Yeah, but they're, they're not getting that money. Are they? How are they getting that money? They're still getting their salary. I th- I swear there's there's always this rumor that they get a certain like basically they get told that they need to have this amount of write ups like a quota. Yeah, that, I know that's there's, that there's a rumor, but I mean, how else do you explain it? How else do you explain it? I don't it? know. It's so funny. I'm looking at their mugshots. It's one of them is like, I mean, Jersey Shore to the T. Yeah, like Mike. Mike, the situation. Yeah. Oh my God. And the other guy looks like uh, like a wrestler or something. I mean, I don't even know. This is Hialeah police motorcycle officer surrendered on Wednesday. That's what it was. To face allegations, they issued dozens of bogus traffic tickets to motorists. Oh my God. Let's see. Oh. <laughs> don't hit on my man's hair, yeah. 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 It's just, I mean, come on, man. What do you, what the, the scheme began to unravel thanks in part to defense law firm chasing business. Let's see. What, to you know defense what law firm is? chasing business. Hold on, that's the name firm. of the law firm? Yeah, no, so, no. So the way that it works is certain law firms will go online and figure out who's been charged with traffic crimes. And then they send targeted mailings of like, I hear you got a ticket. Let me help. Right. They target their mailings in Florida. So that's what happened. Yo, that's right. See, so, it, so it's not unusual for South Florida ticket lawyers to send mailers and advertise to people who have been issued traffic tickets. In March 2020, a motorist got a call from the office of Alex Hanna. Shout out to Alex Hanna. He's a prominent traffic ticket attorney whose catchphrase is, no pagues ese ticket. <laughs> <laughs> or in English, don't pay that ticket. <laughs> <laughs> it's been seen on Spanish and language TV and billboards in Miami's for years, apparently. Oh my God, coming through! Shout out to Alex Hanna. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness, this is perfect. Let's see. The office asked the motorist. Uh, I don't even know how to say this name. R e i c l Tresen Sosa Polo. If he needed legal help with the 10 traffic tickets that could wreck his driving record, Sosa was stunned because he'd never gotten pulled over. <laughs> Go get yours. You're going to learn today. Although he recalled driving past two Hialeah police motormen earlier that month, 
according to court records. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. That is classic. Yeah, and here's a story. Another woman complained she received a letter in the mail from the state of Florida telling her that her license was about to be suspended over six unpaid traffic tickets <laughs> issued on the same date in January of 2020, and she'd never been pulled over, records show. Oh, my God. Classic. Yeah. Cops. Yeah, they can just be. But there's a lot of really good cops out there, guys. Yeah, yeah. It's just a a few bad apples. If they're not shooting you four or seven times in the back, they're giving you six traffic violation tickets in a day. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a break. Yo, shout out to them with the fake tickets, yo. Get it how you live for real. Yo, I mean, I almost was gonna suggest that for you, Ross. You should have. That would have been a great one. But there's no, I don't see the incentive for these guys. You know what I mean? For them doing this. I would have got some research going. We probably would have cracked the case. (laughs) I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to like read it here, and it's just not. It just there's nothing that says anything that they were getting out of this. They see let me see. One man, the owner of a 2000 Toyota truck, said neither he nor anyone who drove the car had been pulled over. Like, they just write tickets on, on cars that are just in, in driveways. <laughs> they take a, They take a little drive down the street, then they go to the titty bar. You know. Oh my god, what a joke! Speaking of get it how you live, Ross, you got you got to get it how you live for us. I do, man. Holla. Um... <laughs> I do, I do. The one that I have might be a little touchy, but shit, we do what we do. Um, are you, are you familiar with the homie Patrice Colors? I thought you were gonna say Patrice O'Neill. Nah, may, may he rest in peace. Yeah, for real. R.I.P. Patrice O'Neill. For real. So, are you familiar with the homie Patrice Colors? No, nope. sir. All right. So Patrice Colors, P A T R I S S E. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a young lady. It's a young lady. Okay. Um, is is actually one of the three co-founders of Black Lives Matter, dating back to 2013. Nationally or locally? Nationally. So it's her. Um, damn, then was it Elisa, Elisa or Alicia Garza? Now I gotta, now I gotta run back my little, my little, <laughs> Ooh, my little memory roll desk. Cause that's not what I was about to talk about. But since we are mentioning as to whether or not it's nationally, yes, nationally. Um, so it was those three ladies, it's Patrice Colors, Alicia Garza and Opal Tobetti. Those are the three ladies who actually co-founded, um, Black Lives Matter nationally one of them came up with the hashtag and then together they got they decided to uh create a decentralized political and social movement that became what it is today are you guys tell us something sad about her no not gonna say anything sad no yeah i know me too i'm like what is it now i'm like looking at that word i mean listen listen (laughs) listen listen let's just say that um a piece came out about her in the uh, in a real estate and on in a real estate website called uh, Dirt.com. No, and um, but she did the interview. You know what I mean? Like they went to her crib, 
this, that, and the third. But turns out she bought a mansion. Or well, maybe not a mansion. Let's let me back that up. She bought a uh she bought a an estate out in Topanga Canyon, that's in California, and it was reportedly purchased for $1.4 million. Mm. Now, I don't know what $1.4 million buys you in California. So I'm not going to hate on that part. You know what I'm saying? But once that piece came out, then others started doing more research, right? So turns out that over the last five years, she's like a low-key real estate mogul, y'all. Because then she bought a... She's not embezzling. Oh, 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 listen, listen, listen. I'm I'm not saying that she is embezzling, although some people have tried to say that the uh, the Black Lives Matter funds, apparently Black Lives Matter took in like $90 million over the last couple of years. And so it's been floating around. The, the, the New York Post at, ran a story that made it seem like, yes, yeah, her and her spouse, um, her and her wife, um, Jenea Khan, have been... Uh, have been skimming off the top, but yeah. So, but it's also the New York Post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what that's why I was that's why I was quick to say some yeah. have been yeah. trying to do that. They've been yeah. trying to dig dirt, but yeah. So apparently, she bought another house. Um, it's a three bedroom, one and a half bath in Englewood. She bought that for five hundred and ten thousand dollars. Nice. She also has a four bedroom in South LA that she got for. Five hundred and ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> and then there's another house um, out in Atlanta that she got for four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. How many houses? Yo, so she got about five houses, yo. So it's more than two million dollars in real estate. She got about five houses. Yeah. Now, with that said, I have to point out that um, she also works at. Two colleges. Okay, so that's a hundred thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? She's also <laughs> she also released she also released a book back in 2018. Um, I think it's called I, I haven't written down. There it is. When they call you a terrorist, a Black Lives Matter memoir. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that's So so she released <laughs> that. I'm loving that you're keeping up with the numbers. It's the divorce and her. It's the divorce attorney and her. Um, and then and she sold about she sold about fifty thousand copies of that. Okay. She sold about fifty thousand copies of that. Um, she had she got a book deal back in 2016 before that book came out, and it said that the the advance was between five hundred thousand and a million dollars. Okay, mm. so let's assume the highest part was a million, and then let's mm. assume assume she got like 20% of her book sales. Mm. Is her wife a surgeon in LA? No, her wife co-founded Black Lives Matter Canada. So Canada. Listen, listen. I'm just I'm just telling you what I've been able to gather from my extensive <laughs> research. I just feel like focus here, ladies. Um <laughs> Okay. Oh my! Oh my! All I'm saying is Patrice maybe, Colors. Okay, maybe she had some rich parents that gave her some down payments. On All the I'm first saying house. is Patrice Colors. Get and it how you live, baby girl. On one of the first houses. 
she uses the HELOC for a down payment on the next one and so on and so forth. So you but say she, she out here flipping. You say she out here flipping. No, she owns these homes. She got her mama living in one of them. Does she, but do we know that she's, does she got mortgages on her? <laughs> I don't know. But right, I guess, so like if she, some of those houses she could be renting out and getting rental income. What I can't what I can tell you is that she is a Marxist. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know I don't know I don't know Karl Marx's uh, stance on um real estate holdings, but <laughs> but she out here she out here with a three point two million dollar real estate income. Well, let's say that like she is a Marxist and like <laughs> How would I defend her in court? Let's say she is a Marxist and, you know, she's using all the money she's making from real estate to give to live independently wealthy so she doesn't have to have a full-time job. So she can div divert all of her focus and energy to this social cause that helps all these other people, blah, 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 and outweighs the few million dollars of real estate she owns. Listen, at that moment, I'm looking at my lawyer and I'm like, yo, we need to get a forensic accountant. <laughs> 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 I'm not, I'm not saying she stole from the 90 million from 2020 because that's how much uh, Black Lives Matter took in, by the way. 90 million dollars in 2020. I'm not saying, and I think the okay, the, the public outcry also came from the fact that Patrice Cullors was saying, yeah, you know, Black Lives Matter took 90 million dollars in 2020, and a lot of the people in the chapters who are underground, the local chapters are like, yo, we ain't getting no kind of trickle down from that in terms to help us put any any events together. So yeah. that was part of the beef as well. But um, yeah, she low-key got a $3.2 million empire. So get it how you live, Patrice. Get it how you live. Now, I'm not saying she's doing anything wrong. I'm just saying it ain't looking too right. <laughs> Tell that to uh, Wayne LaPierre of the NRA. He sat high and pretty for many Yo, years. Does the NRA still exist? Well, they had to declare bankruptcy. But mm. he's still like, you know, he's he's chilling. He's good. The NRA, like from the Troubles NRA? No. No, the National, the National Rifle, Association. Rifle Association from my gold dead hand. My bad. I was thinking, I was thinking IRA, I think, right? Was that yeah. what I was thinking of? Yeah, my <laughs> oh my. JK, JK, everybody, JK. I'm Which, sorry. by the way, if you want to read a really good book about the troubles, there's a book called Say Nothing. It's so good. Oh. I the troubles wasn't even that long ago. Nope. And they just had a blow up a couple weeks ago, actually. Yes, that's, I mean, the, that's the whole thing. The Good Friday Agreement might be falling apart. Ooh, that's not good. Um, yeah, that's not good at all. All right, uh, shout outs. Give me some shout outs, Em. Uh, I literally, okay. <laughs> I knew you were going to ask me, and then I remembered who I was going to shout out, and now I have forgotten, so come back to me. Yo, we can't keep doing oh, wait, no, this, wait, no, Emily. Wait, I remember, I remember. Shout out to Darnella Fraser who made the video of Derek Chauvin killing somebody because otherwise we would have no case. Facts. Facts. That was that was my shout out. I remember now. <laughs> All right. That was a good shout out. That's that's a good shout out. For sure. Rasta, hit me with some shout outs. Yo, my shout out goes to juror number ninety-one of the George. 
trial, well, the George Floyd trial of the Derek Chauvin trial in an attempt to get justice for Mr. George Floyd. Um, why jury number 91? Because she has been described as a black woman in her sick who is a grandmother, who is a retired marketing professional, and who volunteers her time helping children in need with their homework. She said that she started watching the video of Floyd's arrest before the trial, but stopped after four to five minutes because it just wasn't something that she needed to see. And so that woman, when she was questioned about how she felt about Black Lives Matter, she didn't try to lie. She was like, of course, I think Black Lives Matter. I'm Black, and my life matters. If you ask me, having that woman, I don't know if any of you have ever had any dealings with a Black woman in her 60s. Mm -hmm. I won't say that I'm an expert, but I can tell you that I've dealt with plenty of Black women in their 60s. None of us will ever be experts. And when you sit down with a group of another 11 people and you're trying to convince her or she's trying to convince you when it's over. And in this case, it took about 10 hours. You're going to be on her side and you're going to do whatever it is that she says you need to do. And so I believe in my heart of hearts that juror number 91 was the one who brought it home in the Derek Chauvin case. So shout out to her. It was also a very diverse panel. I was surprised. So good on them for doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. All the eyes of the world were watching. Yeah. Um fuck that up. Yeah. I got uh I got my regular shout outs. As always, I got shout out my boys over at LA Insurance. They got an office off Boggy Creek, an office right off OBT in front of the Florida Mall. Shout out to those boys over there, Alan, Ray, and Charles holding it down. Uh, shout out to the bar that I work at on Monday nights. Come see me. It's be nice on the corner of Washington and Roslyn right there across from Lake Eola. Shout out to Tori holding it down over there. Shout out to all the other bartenders and all my homies, AMH, all my DJs and, and everybody over at the uh, at the outdoor bar. Shout out to Jay Wilson, uh, LFT website, Simple, Clean and Reliable. Shout out to Melissa Wilson, LFT Realty Inc. Uh, Kenya Robinson and the Blixel Restock Image Project. I always love shouting her out because... Uh, I just love that that whole thing that she's doing. And I got a special shout out to my man, my main man, Zach. I used to work with this guy at NBA City. And uh, he lives over in the Windy City now, over in Chicago. But uh, he just launched his new business. And uh, it's called Matzi, M-A-H-T-Z-E-E. And what it is... Well, I'll just read this uh, about matzi. Matzi creates traditional matzah toffee. Matzah toffee is a layer of matzah, a cracker-like Jewish food, sweet melt-in-your-mouth toffee, and a layer of chocolate and toppings. So my man's got dark chocolate peanut sea salt matzi. He's got fruity pebbles matzi. He's got cookies and cream matzi. Obviously, he's Jewish. Obviously, this is a uh, Jewish kind of like traditional-based kind of snack or food, but... Uh, it's for everybody to enjoy. I mean, I, I'm about to put an order for these. It's legit. Uh, go to Motsi.com. Check it out. I mean, Motsi has got his own page on Facebook as well. But, uh, I mean, this is like a whole legit fucking thing. It's the craziest shit I've ever seen. So, uh, 
it's pretty cool. But shout out to him doing big things uh, out of uh, out of Florida now in Chicago doing this thing with his uh, with his fucking matzo toffee company. It's wild. <laughs> wild. It is. I love it. I don't know. <clears throat> I just think it's pretty. It's it's just it's it's incredible. So. Uh, shout out to my man Zach Wishnoff for uh, putting that together, and uh, I hope he gets a lot of orders. Motsi.com, go check it out. Uh, I guess that's all I got for uh, for shout outs. I can't really think of anything else. I mean, that's about it, right? Are we done? We're. Is that it? <laughs> We're done. Yeah, I think it's over. Is it? Is it? Is it done? Are we? Is, did we already? Did we bash on enough cops already? Is that- did we disqualify ourselves from ever running for public office? Probably. Yeah, you're probably right. That happened long ago. It is what it is. Whatever. <laughs> you guys know the deal. <laughs> Get it how you live. With a you. <laughs> With a you. I wanna I wanna thank Emily for uh always uh coming on last night. I thought night. I had a new name. What's that? Oh, e money bags. E money bags. <laughs> Look at that memory recall. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. Uh, next week we'll be back. Holla holla. Peace. Bye. Peace.